Next verse, please. Verse 11. Now Habar the Kenite had left the other Kenites, the descendants of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, and pitched his tent by the great tree in Zananim near Kadesh. Verse 12. When they told Sisera that Barak son of Abinoam had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera summoned from Harosheth, Hagoyim, to Kishon River, all his men and his 900 chariots fitted with iron. <laughs> Amen. Well done. Those are some crazy names right there. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Thank> <laughs> I know. Good job, though. Good job. So, another amazing thing on your journey as the Lord takes you, God wants to break the stronghold of oppression, whatever oppression it is. You know, anything that does not account to the righteousness of God and God's absolute best for you is an oppression. And so you're required to begin to wear a different heart right now. You're fully who you are and in the core God has placed you like Deborah was. But again, God wants you to add to that the warrior in you. The warrior in you for the thing that God has called you to be. The warrior in you for the promises of God in your life. The warrior in you for the righteousness of God to be established in your family. So I see God raising a new warrior, a unique warrior. And that warrior is you. And you're rising to the platform. And God had all these things laid out already for Deborah to fully sit in the place of a judge and do all that was required of an Israeli judge, she had to lead these people to battle. Mm -hmm. So many people think that when Barak gave that response, you know, every time you read that and you hear a teaching about it, it's like, oh, Barak was a coward. He was scared. He didn't trust in God. That's why God gave the glory to another woman? No, that wasn't it. Barak knew full well that Deborah probably hasn't killed people before. But I want you to see that he understood his position. He understood the pattern of operations that the judge leads the people to war. And so Deborah, you're not going to sit down there because you're a woman and refuse to come to this war. You're going to come to this war and receive the full glory that belongs to a judge. And this is what it means to walk with God's plans. All of us have a part to play in what God wants to do. You see, when God places a woman in position like that, it's bringing not just Deborah to glory. It's bringing women from different places, different tribes, different lands, different nations. Is bringing them up to the call of God upon their life. Is breaking down demonic strongholds that say that you cannot do what you're called to do. That is why God will insert a woman like this in history. In a place where no woman has stood before. She doesn't stand there just for herself and her lineage. She stands for you and me here. Each one of us. She represents us. That God is using us to break the stronghold of oppression that has existed in our bloodline for many years. She represents us. And Barak knew when it was a time 
to stand back and allow what God's call for Deborah was. The manifestation of what God's call for Deborah was. He allowed it. He knew that he was the one fighting with this 10,000 men. Was it going to be Deborah or was it going to be this next person that we just introduced into the equation? Because when Deborah said that the glory will go to a woman, it was about this woman we're going to address. And this woman we're going to address was also not a warrior, but God was taking her to a place to war. It was a time to sit upon a different platform, to step onto a platform that she had never been upon before. And this woman had never been mentioned in scripture. She was just a housewife. So if we are saying that, oh, Deborah happened to be so special, then how about this woman we just read about? And so God who places people in different parts of the world for different times, for different reasons, to fulfill his great destiny, it so happened that the brother-in-law of Moses, other scripture says, says the father-in-law, just like Anne read, Heber the Canaanite, this man, Heber, left his people and happened to be living in this area where the war was going to happen. So sometimes for many of us who migrate, you're wondering, oh, should I have stayed back? Should I have stayed here? Should I have gone to this other country? God knows already where you ought to be and he places you there for a reason. And sometimes you may not understand what that reason is or you move to another state. You're like, oh, maybe I should have stayed back there. God ordains your places for a reason. So it so happens, this person is not even an Israelite. He's a Kenite. He had left his own people, came and had this tent in Zananim, near Kedesh. Remember, the war was going to take place in Kedesh. And they happened to be in that location. They happened to be in that location. Nothing special. They were just in that location. Just like it may seem that you just happen to be where you are. Or you just happen to be born into the family you're born. They show up in the midst of this story. Oh, wow. They just show up. <laughs> then in verse 12, where I just read, when Sisera was told that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone to Mount Tabor. Remember Mount Tabor, the one, the doom-like one, where Jesus was later going to be transfigured on top. When Sisera saw them there, he was like, immediately he was told, he was like, oh, I'm going to war. Sometimes you don't understand why God is putting you in a place where you're visible. Because he took 10,000 people to Mount Tabor. What? Just for people to see and tell Sisera and for him to get aggravated and start going to war. Was it his mountain? What was triggering him? Just because he sees the Israelites having the guts to go stand on the mountain? The Canaanites, they had the ones with the 900 chariots of iron. So how dare these people gather themselves and go stand at the vantage point and go kill them? And I kept asking the Lord, the war was not going to take place on the mountain. The war was going to take place in Kadesh. And why place them up there? And sometimes you wonder, maybe there's nothing so special about me. 
But all of a sudden, I've gotten to this place. And then, it's like it draws out my enemy. Because when they stood on Mount Tabor, that was when he drew out. See, Sarah, to want to attack them. And you find yourself in a place, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I went to this city. Or, I got this new job. Or, uh, this person heard about this thing I'm doing now. And all of a sudden, I'm experiencing all these attacks. And you're crying out over the attacks. No, this is the time to get up and war. Because sometimes God just places you at a vantage place so that your enemy will be drawn out for destruction. You see, there's people around you. Some of them you think are your friends. There's people around you. And you look at yourself and you're like, okay, I'm just this simple, ordinary person. But then you open your mouth and you tell them that, oh, maybe I got a job here. Or maybe I'm getting married. And then you start facing all this opposition and all these attacks all over. And you're like, what? No. Could it be that God has placed you there to expose your enemy? To see that there are people who are partnering with the devil to walk against you. And that it's time for you to rise up and wear your warrior hat. It's time for you to step into the battle front and fight this war because God will give you victory. God wants to destroy the works of darkness against your life. And so he placed you on that mount for them to see and the demonic force within them to be exposed so that you can rise up and pray against the activities of wickedness against your life, against your children. I don't know about you, but many of us grew up with the wisdom of always having to, if something good is happening in your life, you got to be very careful who you share it with. You got to preserve it. I'm sure many of you grew up with that wisdom because once you announce it, you see all the wolves start coming out. But you see, sometimes God announces you, sometimes God gives you the instruction to be announced so that when the wolves come out, you will see clearly who your enemy is and you'll be able to stand up and war. That was clearly what was happening at this time. It was to draw the enemy out. And so here they were, all of them, here they were heading to war. And Deborah was right there leading this war too. Amen. <laughs> Next verse, please. Verse 14. Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Deborah was giving all the battle strategies now. Go, Barak. Today, the Lord will hand over Sisera into your hands. He has already gone before you. And that's God's charge to you. Now go. Mm -hmm. Go forth. God has already given your enemy into your hands. He's already gone before you. It's already happened. Now go leave it out. Manifest that which has already taken place. Deborah could see all of this. Deborah could already see these things and prophesy it. And I want 
to encourage you anytime you're in the presence of the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord tears up that kind of discernment and leading, just decree it and don't hold back because you have a part to play in breaking down the spirit of oppression. And all of us have a part to play. You bring your gifts to the table to establish what God wants to do in history that has never been done. And you can be that prophet. You can be that judge. You can be that one leading the war. You can be that one fighting the war. You can be that one that has been hidden for so long. Hidden for so long that has never been spoken of. Could just be a housewife or a quiet mother somewhere. And all of a sudden, God brings you to the forefront. You could be just be a quiet lady, a calm lady, not getting into any naughty business, just by yourself. But then the Lord calls you out for such a time. There comes a time where you're needed in the battle. There comes a time where you're needed to make God's plans happen. It's all being written. And this prophet could see it and bring direction. Next verse, please. Verse 15. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and army by the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. <laughs> Guys, Sisera, he was the military leader for the Canaanites. This was a powerful leader. He was a terror to the nations around. This guy had the muscles. His name commanded fear. God brought such a terror in that camp. It was such a confusion that this man jumped off his horse and walked away. He used his feet instead of using the chariots they had, the military weapons. See, when, when God wants to take down your enemies, they will leave the thing that they have put their confidence in and expose themselves to the craziest of damages. All of us know that for a mighty warrior like Sisera, you would want to hear his end, that he fought in a war, he fought gallantly, you know, he killed this, he, he won his sword, it was a difficult thing to take him down. This guy got off his chariot and was running away. Instead of leading his army to victory, he was the real coward here. Your oppressor of 20 years is a coward. You have to remember that your oppressor is a coward. You will not know it until you step into the place of warfare. Until you allow God go before you, you will never realize that that oppression that you suffered for 20 years came about through a coward. The enemy is a coward. The only way he laughs at us and continues to feel triumphant is because we haven't stepped into the war front. It's because we haven't allowed the Lord God before us. It's because we haven't said yes to the call. You will see him flee. Remember when the disciples went out to preach and they were excited and telling Jesus that even the demons, they heard us, they were scared of us, they ran away. And Jesus said, oh, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Woman, this is the power you have. God has placed you where you are. Regardless of the oppression you have faced, God is calling you to war now. God is calling you to step onto the plate now. 
God wants you to see your enemy run. God wants you to see your enemy for who he really is. And in seeing your enemy for who he really is, he wants you to see who you are. A mighty victorious warrior. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in spirit 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 so i want you right now i want to encourage you go for it go grab your copy please grab your copy tell me about it tell me what the lord is already doing in your life tell me what the lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for i encourage you to give the gift of the spirit mm -hmm.